In 2021, the UK's e-commerce market is projected to reach over £80 million. That revenue is expected to show growth of 3.5%, taking us in excess of £92 million by 2025. And by 2040, it's estimated that 95% of Britain's purchases will be made online. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent government lockdowns, people were driven to shop online, but now 53% of those people agree that they will continue to shop online post-pandemic. Has the rise of e-commerce finally ended the reign of the high street? I'm Gareth Martin, and this is How to Be an E-Commerceer. Hi, it's Matt Coxhead, CEO and co-founder of Tradebridge. I spoke to Tradebridge CEO and co-founder Mark Coxhead about what the pandemic really did for e-commerce. I think the interesting effect on the of the pandemic emergency from from my point of view is really the longevity of the of the crisis. You know, I think if if things had gone back to normal after summer in 2020 as we most of us thought it would, the change wouldn't have been so profound. It would have would have been a short-term bump in sales for e-commerce businesses, but the lasting impact would not have been so profound. The impact of that is really that the changes that the, the, the COVID emergency wrought will be really baked in, well and truly baked into consumer behaviour. You know, I look at it from my own perspective and I think the changes that I've made, whether it's in shopping, whether it's on using delivery services, which I've never used before, those kind of things are now well and truly established patterns. Uh, and I, for one, can't see myself moving away from those back to the way, the way it was before. The question I was so keen to ask Mark was, does this really spell an end to high street retail? I, I think the, the pandemic essentially accelerated the trend that was already in place. Um, so it certainly hastened the demise of the high street. The high street will, of course, re-emerge leaner and different and, and more exciting and vibrant than it was before. And from my perspective, that's an entirely good thing. With the unprecedented rise of e-commerce over the last 12 months as a result of the pandemic, I asked Mark what challenges he foresaw for the e-commerce industry that was going from strength to strength and how that would affect the e-commerceer. <laughs> the, the, the challenge for an e-commerceer is really the challenge that always faces successful small businesses. Uh, they've attracted the attention of the big guys and we see that already with venture capital funds setting up you know, funds to acquire and consolidate small online traders. We'll see that with big you know, the surviving mainstream retailers being more aggressive in the space. So the e-commerce here who's really carved out a niche for themselves and, and enjoyed some, quite some success on the back of the, of the COVID crisis and the shift from, from high street to online, certainly can't afford to relax. You know, the trouble with success is that it attracts other people's attention. Twenty twenty was not only the year of the pandemic; it was also the year of Brexit. Now, in twenty twenty one, the UK continues to forge relationships in America, Australia, New Zealand, and around the Pacific. I asked Mark just what the UK's broadening scope for trade meant 
for the e-commerce ear. I suggest it's a question you need to look at separately in two different halves. On one side, you need to look at the importing side. Under the, the EU regulations, all kind of distorted markets and micro-markets were created within the UK as part of the EU because of the different types of protectionism. What that means is as that's unwound, there will be all kind of opportunities. For the online trader, all of a sudden, you will be able to import specialist niche products and serve you know, specific segments of the market who particular product that they're used to from their home country. You know, all of those opportunities all of a sudden perhaps come become available. And I think the UK e-commerce area should definitely not underestimate the cachet of made in the UK or the UK branding. It, it's a globally in-demand product. The things that the tourists buy in their droves on the high street, the reason they buy UK branded chocolate and tea and, and teddy bears and all that kind of stuff is because they love it. And, and those are products that, that UK e-commerce areas should be out, you know, making a market with. I think if you've got a passion for a product and, and you can build up that knowledge, you can build up a market. Next time, I'll be discussing the top 20 products for summer 2021. For more information on how to be an e-commerce here, go to the Woodsford Tradebridge website at www.woodsfordtradebridge.com. You can find How to Be an E-commerce here on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcast. I'm Gareth Martin. Thank you for listening. <laughs>